Hey, you are listening to Oh Crap Parenting with me, your host, Jamie Gorlacki. This is a podcast for conscious parents who drop the F-bomb a lot. Hey guys, I'm so excited today. I'm interviewing Mickey Gardner and she is a conscious co-parenting expert. Yes. <laughs> Mickey, why don't you introduce yourself and let everybody know what you're about? Uh, thank you, Jamie, for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. I love what you do and your message and how you support moms and, and parents. And so I'm super excited for this conversation today. In short, I am a certified life and conscious parenting coach. And so I've pulled those two things together and I am a conscious parenting coach. I also host the Co-Parenting with Confidence podcast. And I'm a mom to, I cannot believe it, an almost teenager in two months. Haven't gotten over that. I also have two bonus sons and a dog. And so my mom says I live in testosterone camp, which feels like most of the time. So your two bonus sons, how old are they? One is the same age, so 12, almost 13, and a nine-year-old. I'm telling you right now, my son's almost 17. It is so awesome. The teenage years are so awesome. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Because the hormones that are going on in our home right now, it's really a lot. It's just every stage is different, right? Always. And then also, but I'm in menopause. So I'm like, oh my God, I had my son late in life. <laughs> it's like, this is crazy that like his hormones are changing when my hormones are changing. That's why you should have children when you're 20. I told my son the exact same thing. I said, nature is cruel because your mom is like, I'm perimenopause, right? So I can't figure out what on earth is going on with my body right now. And then I said, and you're a hormonal mess. I said, this is like a recipe for disaster, but we're going to be okay. We're going to make it. <laughs> we're going to be okay. All right. So you got a divorce, obviously, and that's why you're co-parenting. Yes. Yeah. I should finish that part of the story. Yes, I did. I never intended, like everyone else, you get married, you never intend to get divorced. But that was the path that I found myself on. And I learned how to navigate the divorce and really post-life divorce and co-parenting. And it was really the catalyst for me for true transformation and change in my life. I mean, I changed everything. And so now I really help moms move past the drama that divorce causes and learn how to be calm, confident co-parent, even without their ex's participation. Calm, confident co-parent. That's so funny because I do consciousness, curiosity, and connection. And so we got the like the C's. There you go. It's all the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So, but what happened during your divorce that it was so crazy? Like what was the chaos? Yeah. So I think it is chaotic, right? Because for me, I am a people pleaser. I am a perfectionist. I call it a recovering perfectionist now I've learned, but I checked all the boxes, right? I'm very type A. I had everything down. And so I thought everyone would just fall in line. And then my life really got turned upside down one night. Everything that I thought I knew no longer was true about my marriage. And it sent me on just an, a path I wasn't expecting, but I had to learn how to navigate. Well, I'm sorry. I have to get personal. Like, did he cheat on you? Was it just like you guys weren't connecting anymore? I don't talk about the specifics only because I respect my son's privacy and his journey is his journey, which has nothing to do with his dad and I's journey. And so I knew essentially pretty quickly that we, again, we were missing the boat communicating with each other. He thought one thing of our marriage. I thought something else, right? And we found ourselves, you know, and it's always, we are co-creating every relationship we're in. 
So whether it is, you know, sort of you just fall out of love or there's betrayal or there's infidelity or whatever the thing is, right? There's always a co-creation. Or maybe you're just not connecting anymore. Maybe that's it, right? Like even with a friendship. Right. Maybe you've evolved differently. One person can evolve and the other person maybe isn't or isn't on the same page or you just have different journeys that you want to take. Whatever the situation is, it's really, I think we have to look at it as what part of this have I co-created? And for me, that's what divorce really offered me the opportunity was to look at how am I living my life? How am I co-creating the relationships that I'm in? And for me, I had to really take stock and ownership over I was not showing up the way that I wanted. Take one second here, guys. You've got to listen to this. Taking ownership of your part. Listen, we go through divorces, we end friendships, life gets difficult, but we have to take ownership of our part in that. And sometimes we're the pain in the ass. We're the ones. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's what I've had to do. Mickey, I've released like a whole trauma series. Everybody's privy to the very intricate parts of my life, <laughs> very intimate parts of my life. But we have to take ownership when we're the pain in the ass. So go ahead. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a hard journey to walk. And it's not one to walk alone. And I did try to walk it alone. And that got me to even darker places. And so it was through therapy. It was through finding a coach that I started to be able to come out on the other side and learn the tools and the skills to heal from what was going on and to stop repeating the patterns that I didn't want to repeat anymore. So that's really my mission now is to help women navigate the emotional ups and downs, the practical difficulties of divorce and co-parenting because there are difficulties, there are complexities that are layered on. And so understanding how we can manage those things while creating an intentional joy and ease-filled life is my mission. And that's why I work with moms one-to-one and really as a coach and a mentor, because I wish I'd had somebody to say like, come on, we got this. This is how we're going to do it. And it warms my heart every day when I get Voxer messages you know, from my client. Oh my gosh, here's what's going on. Here's the text I just got. Here's how I want to respond, right? <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> oh my God, that's it. That's it. Here's how I want to respond. And here's how I'm going to respond. So let's talk a little bit about that. So conscious co-parenting. So now I've always been single. My son's father has never been in the picture. So I've never had to deal with that. But I deal with a lot of clients who do. And it gets so contentious during divorce. Like all of a sudden, and actually with my son's father, it actually happened, the mudslinging. Like, well, you did this. And I was like, yeah, well, you were bad words. <laughs> so, <laughs> But how do you get past that? How do you create a conscious co-parenting thing? Because one of the things when Gwyneth Paltrow came out with conscious uncoupling, I thought that was the best phrase ever. And I was like, oh gosh, if we could all just, when we're done energetically with somebody for whatever reason, all the myriad of things, what if we could just unconsciously uncouple, but that never happens? Right. So, I mean, I can speak for my own experience in that it was very difficult and it wasn't just like, I say it's one night, it was drawn out, right? Like everyone else's, it's ups and downs. But when I finally made the decision, this is what needed to happen for me. And it was mostly because I just decided I'm the example to my son 
of what it looks like to be a woman and a mom and a sister and a friend and all of those things and a wife. And I thought, is this the example I want to set? It was a hard no for me. And so I didn't know where I was going, but I remember I got up the next morning, I made coffee, I sat my son's dad down and I said, let's call it while we still have some sense of love for each other and friendship. And I said, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know what it looks like, but let's just agree that we're going to do it together and we're going to do it well. Oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) cry. That's so great. (laughs) And he was in. I'm not going to lie. Just this morning, we're having a little bit of an issue on a topic, but we have to always come back to what is our mission? Our mission is to co-parent well. So to do that, we're going to have to have conversations. We're going to have to be uncomfortable. We're going to have to disagree and we're going to have to work through this. And so even all these years later, we're still doing it. It's still hard, right? But I also want to bring out, listen, guys, I love what you just said about, I am showing up as a wife as a mother, as a sister, as a friend, all the variations of a woman. And that's what I, even though I'm single and I've never dealt with like co-parenting, I still have to show up for my son in those ways. How I react is how he's going to base his future knowledge about women. (laughs) Right. That's what I realized. I thought, oh my gosh, Would I want him to be involved with someone like me where I was in that moment? Oh, no, no, like, no, little buddy. Like, we're not doing this. Stay away from her. I would say it all started with curiosity. And that's where I start with my clients. We don't have to know the answer. We just have to get curious about it. And part of that, the conscious part in my mind comes from the vast majority of us because of the way that we're wired, each of us as human beings and I think culturally, how we live, all of the things, we are reactive. We live in a state of reactivity and really conscious parenting, conscious co-parenting, or just frankly, adulting well, as I think it really is, is learning how to be responsible, right? Have responsibility. And that's response hyphen ability, meaning the ability to respond. And to do that, we have to be aware right? We want to get out of reactivity and into response ability. And so, you know, and a lot of people think that reaction is just yelling, fighting, attacking, hiding, running, all of those kind of big things. But to me, living in a reactive state also can look like choosing to do things that aren't aligned with you because maybe it's the path of least resistance. Mickey, you're speaking my language. So listen, my entire work has boiled down to the fact that All moms are in reactivity or we're just overtired. That's it. So it's either trauma or tired. That's it. And if we can take care of ourselves, I just sent out an email today and I was like, if we take care of the moms, we're going to take care of the children and the children are going to take care of the planet. Oh my God, if moms could be better slept and just take care of themselves in any way, shape or form, eat properly, exercise, take time for themselves, right? Yeah, it's so funny. There's a something I really work with clients on a lot is keeping the little promises, right? Going to bed when you say you're going to go to bed. 8:30. 8:30. I go to bed at 8:30, people. <laughs> I'm right behind you at 9:30. The lights go out on the kids and I'm right there. My thir- almost 13-year-old's like, "When can I stay up past 9:30?" I'm like, "Mom can't, so I don't know. We'll cross that bridge." Oh, my son stays up way, way later than me. (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll cross that bridge later. I'm like, but for now, off you go. Sleep to sleep. But you know, having enough water. This isn't complicated stuff. Everyone's like, I don't have time. Do you have time to drink some water? To take five minutes to put your feet in the grass outside when I'm looking at snow, so that's not an option today. I just put my feet out in the snow. You're braver than I am. No, cold therapy. Just I live in the woods. Yeah. Oh, you're talking my language, man, because I just want to take care of all the moms in this way. The basic things, like you said, the small things. The little promises, right? And I think that's part of it is what is the minimum, you know, in in diet coaching, we talk a lot about minimum baseline that you're going to do, the minimum amount of exercise, the minimum amount of this. But I also want to know what is the minimum amount of self-care and grooming are you going to do for yourself? Meaning sleep, what kind of water are you going to get? What are you going to fuel yourself with? And are you going to spend those 10 minutes in quiet, in prayer? My kid learned very early when I started my meditation practice that he just had to learn to accept that mom was quiet for 10 to 15 minutes, right? And it was a little awkward when he was younger, but he got used to it, right? It's like we are setting that tone for them. And when we can let them see us living a life that is honoring who we are and what we need, we invite them to do the same thing. And it's so funny because so many moms will tell me, oh, I can't get a break. I can't. My kid's like clawing on me. And I was like, no, 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 sit in the morning. And you say, shush. And you close your eyes and you meditate or you just close your eyes. The kids will come along if you practice it every day. No, mommy's sitting. No, mommy's sitting. They'll meditate with you. They will. And I think sometimes it's like, why won't they leave me alone? Well, it's like my dog. He has to sit right on my lap when I meditate and he's 95 pounds. So it's, it's heavy. <laughs> we have such a similar life. <laughs> my, my dog's 70 pounds and he's just like, Hey, Hey, here I am. Yes. But they're attracted to that energy. They're more connected to source than we are. And so they're like, oh, there she goes. I'll go sit on her. Right. But so I think, you know, reactivity is something, again, it's like so many ways that it can come up. Right. And the ways that we maybe don't expect it, but we've got to see when we are learn to build the muscle of being responsive versus reactive. And so what I work with clients on is like just feeling it, just feeling a pause. So for me, and I've been very vocal about this, I have like almost an internal thermometer and the faster it gets raised, the older the wound. So there'll be like a troll on Instagram, just, you know, fucking asshole. And it goes, and so my thermometer goes way up because I feel like I'm being attacked. So it's an old wound that I don't need to reply to. And then the slower it builds, then I say, oh, you know what? Something like, I don't know, maybe you pissed me off, Mickey, because you said something that hurt my feelings. I didn't react really strongly, but it's kind of like a slow burning fire. It's like in my belly, right? And I'm like, all right, I have to talk to Mickey about this because it's just burning a hole in my stomach. (laughs) Oh, I love that distinction. That's so smart. It really is because those, when we get triggered, right? When it's like that high thermometer where it's just from zero to 60, it's always pointing right right back to something unhealed. It's always pointing to somebody else, right? And probably co-parenting too, right? Is probably like you've spent some time with this, you know, your kid's father or mother or whatever, and now you're having a reaction. I'm sure you go through the roof for some reason. Like they're not potty training the right way or they're not doing the thing, you know, they're giving them a juice box and you said no juice boxes and you're like, ah, I'm being attacked. I'm being attacked as a mother. 
Yeah. And it feels like that, right? And I think that's part of where needing to heal from the trauma and the drama of divorce, because no one gets, well, oftentimes people aren't getting divorced for happy reasons. So something has gone on. Nobody's like, hey, let's get a divorce. (laughs) Yeah. Like this seems like fun. Let's do this. Something has happened and we have to sort of separate and become more aware of the fact that we always treat them as sort of the last version of them in the marriage, right? And just like we're evolving and growing, maybe they are too. I mean, maybe, maybe not, right? But it's like, we can't hold them. And they might be evolving and growing separate from you, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. And so being able to separate and say like, okay, I actually don't know this person anymore. The man or woman that I was married to isn't necessarily the person I'm co-parenting with. A lot of my clients have very contentious, difficult relationships. And so they're like, he's the way he's always been. Well, maybe, maybe not, right? But we have to meet them in the present moment because we have no control over the past and we're only going to get absorbed in worry and overwhelm if we go into the future. And it's only going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to be so difficult. Yeah. So we've got to stay in that present moment. We've got to stay with what do I know? What are the facts of what I'm dealing with now? Because that's where the present moment, as you know, is where all of our power lies. But as long as we stay in the past and keep recycling it, we just keep bringing more of it. But I do think too, it's so funny because it's in my book. When you first start out as a couple, you have no idea. You have no idea what's going to come with like children, with disciplining. You have no idea how you're going to deal with this kid who's potty training, who's like three and like telling you to go fuck yourself. three, And you're like, oh my God, I didn't plan for this. Right. (laughs) So, so yeah. So like the person in front of you may not be the person that you set off. I love that. Yeah. I think we have to be really sort of honoring where we are and not making assumptions because we so often make assumptions on where they are. And it's difficult, but so many times clients will say, well, you know, I can't be the mom I want to be because the other co-parent doesn't parent that way, right? Or they won't agree with me on this. That doesn't mean that you can't, right, hold that or you can't create values. Let's unpack that though, because that's a huge thing I see in my work. So how do you handle that when a client comes to you and says that exact thing? Okay. So if we're talking about discipline or or any of those things, like the other co-parent, just you guys are on opposite ends of the spectrum on parenting. Okay. Well, first and foremost, let's realize that it was going to be that way if you stayed married. Truth. The divorce did not cause that. You just have fundamentally different ideas. Okay. So we have to take the quote unquote divorce drama out of it. Oh my God. That's such a good point. Cause I deal with married couples all the time. And I was like, you all are not on the same fucking page. Could we get on the same fucking page? (laughs) Exactly. So that first and foremost is let's be clear and honest about what's really going on. And it's not the divorce that has caused all this, right? You guys would have had fundamentally different agreements anyway, but how do you want to show up? Because that's where I work with my clients first and foremost on what the vision they have for their life and the values that are important to them. Because when we know what matters most to us, that's coming from a place of love, of calm, of respect. All of us are really good loving creatures, right? When we are working against ourselves, when we're out of alignment, when we're out of integrity, 
yeah, we tend to do things that are reactive and we don't like, but when we can sort of settle into what matters most to me and why, and you believe wholeheartedly in that, well, that is the direction that you go. We're not forcing anybody to come along with us. People will say, well, that's not fair to the kids, right? When you have two fundamentally different ways, kids have different rules in every setting that they go into school, sports, religion, other people's houses, right? They have to learn these life skills of navigating different places. So I think when we're clear and we're aware and we're conscious about what we're doing and why we're doing it, kids can get on board with that. And they can understand that there's different rules, that there's different scenarios in each house. But I believe that you're setting them up for good life skills when you're clear and you're aware and you're communicating with them. The rules don't have to be the same in both houses, but what we're communicating is boundaries and boundaries. So, you know, a big thing I know my clients deal with is like Disney dad. So like dad gets the kids and he's like, Hey, let's go. Let's go to like the trampoline park. Let's go to Disney and let's do all the things. And the mom's like, I have a routine. The kids go to bed at six. Like they eat really well and then they go with him. So how do you deal with that? So there's things that we can change and there's things that we can't. There are things we can control and there's things that we can't. We can't control that, right? We can't control what they choose to do at their house. And I'm sorry, but that's just something you have to come to terms with. But fighting it, resisting it, and pushing against it zaps all of your energy and you end up putting yourself more in a situation of not showing up the way you want to. But I think you just said it too, is that like kids are resilient. So you go, okay, so like, for example, I'm a potty training expert. And sometimes at daycare, the kids have to be re-diapered, but they can potty train at home. And I say, you know, what happens in Vegas happens in Vegas, right? And I'm almost thinking it's like the same thing. It's like, yes, at your dad's house, you get to do all these things. And that is wonderful. And I love that. But when you come here, you go to bed at six o'clock and you eat your broccoli and we don't talk about this anymore, right? Like, And so like just knowing the rules and that being like probably not pushing against dad, right? Like not pushing against that Disney dad or when your spouse is being ridiculous and you don't agree. And I'll say, you know, I really love that you enjoy your time with your dad. I love that you have so much fun over there. And it's really important to me that you are taken care of, that you get all the sleep that you need. For me, that's important to me. And so that's important in this home. And for that, we have these rules and boundaries. But it's like screen time, right? Screen time is always a big one, right? When maybe one parent has no rules on screen time. And then in our house, we have very different rules. This happens in our home. And so there's different rules. And the kids, they ask, well, why can't I take my phone in, in my bedroom and have it there overnight? Not in my house. Not in my house. <laughs> That's the thing. I just say, no. It is the complete sentence and no. Right. And I understand that at your dad's, maybe that's okay, but not at my house. I like that. Not here, right? I make a point and I think it's important to always say, you don't want to bash the other person. My son will ask me, you don't like dad. No, I love your father. I will always love him because he gave me you. Do we always agree? No, but no two people ever agree. So I'm not going to bash him, but I am going to hold tight to what is important to me and explain my values and why it matters. And I'm not going to expect my kid to validate that or agree with it. 
No kid's going to be like, thanks mom for taking the phone away from me. I see how in 10 years that's really going to help me. Oh, Mickey, you're again, you're speaking my language. My whole thing is like, just because you set a boundary doesn't mean your kid's going to be okay with it, but we still set the boundary. Yes, Jamie. I love that. And I think knowing when we set a boundary and we change the game, it changes the structure for everybody else, right? So it's like we're rippling the waters. So we should expect them to be unsettled. We should expect them to have a reaction. But also it mitigates after a while because after a while, you're like, no, we don't do screen time after nine. Like, I don't, whatever. I don't care. I'm taking your phone. You know, what I mean? like if you keep showing up and then they go, okay, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's where, again, that groundedness, that consciousness, I just think conscious parenting is being aware of what you do and why you do it, even when that awareness comes after the fact. So what I'm fighting right now is gentle parenting, conscious parenting, responsive parenting, and everybody, you know, influencers on Instagram have their own opinions. And I'm like, that's not conscious parenting. Curious, calm, (laughs) co-regulation, connection, right? It's all the C words. And then I say, like, can we look at ourselves? Always, we have to look at our own reactions. Am I being stupid? Am I being overreactionary? Why am I yelling? I have never yelled at my son, but I work with clients who yell. We have to back it up. Can you be calm? Can you be curious? Can you connect? Oh, I am a yeller. I will yell. Oh, see, I'm a a passive aggressive. I am so quiet that I suck the oxygen out of the room. So I'm not a yeller, but like, you're going to feel my wrath. Yeah. So we all have our reaction, right? So I know that I can yell if I let myself go there. I have to emotionally regulate. And as soon as I get to that point, And I, boom, have the awareness like, oh, there I did it. There's your opportunity to shift. But also you can repair too, because like sometimes like just for like no other reason, I'll just be like all chaotic with my son. I'll yell, I'll do something, but then I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was so dumb of me. (laughs) Like, I don't know how I reacted. And he'll be like, oh no, mom, you're good. And we'll talk about it. And we can talk about like how we did things different. So you can always repair as well. Yeah. Conflict is meant to happen because we're humans, right? It's conflict will always be there. It's meant to happen. Nothing has gone wrong. It's when we have the disconnection through the conflict and then we don't repair and reconnect. That's when the problems come in, right? When it gets over and over and over. That's trauma, you guys. That's trauma. Yeah. What we were talking about reminded me that Dr. Shafali, who I'm certified by. Oh, I love Dr. Shafali. She's so amazing. She always says that parenting is not about the child. It's about the parent. If it were about the child, it would be called childing. It is not. So let's focus on what it's really about, which is you. And again, we go back to if we take care of the moms, we take care of the children, we take care of the planet. And now moms, you know, it could be dads as well. If we take care of ourselves, we automatically take care of the children and the children will take care of life. Yeah. Because we teach them. We teach other people how to treat us and themselves. All right, Mickey, I think we're all set today. Do you want to tell people how they can find you? Aw, this has been great. I've loved this conversation. This is an amazing conversation. I could probably keep talking to you for like another hour. I know, I know. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. And I'm so excited. And for anybody here that's listening, that's ready to start co-parenting, maybe in that more calm, confident way, and they don't want to wait on their other co-parents' permission to do so, I have a conscious co-parenting masterclass that I think is a great next step. It's 
free. It's a 30-minute, super digestible, but it really lays out the three-step formula on how to create intention, joy, and ease after divorce in your life on your terms, right? So people will really walk away with understanding how to navigate co-parenting relationships with grace and with intention so that they can stay calm and grounded no matter the chaos that's happening around them. Because that happens. (laughs) It happens. So they can get that at my website, which is www.mickeygardner.com slash masterclass. And my name is spelled M-I-K-K-I. It's Mickey like the mouse, but M-I-K-K-I and then Gardner, G-A-R-D-N-E-R. <laughs> Mickey like the mouse. It's the easiest thing to say. Or connect on Instagram because I always love to be there too. Awesome. Thank you so much. I so appreciate your time. Uh, thank you. Okay, bye everyone. Just a reminder, if you need additional resources, I have Oh Crap Potty Training. I have Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. Those books are available everywhere you want to find a book. (laughs) You can also go to my website, jamieglowacki.com, where you can book private sessions with me, buy any of my courses. Those are really geared towards potty training help. And also I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook anymore and I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, jamie.glowacki, and I do a lot of lives and uh, usually posting a lot of good information. So those are extra resources for you. And as always, rock on. Have an awesome day.